in ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf, and yes, March Madness. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. What's up? What's up? Anita Marks with you here on uh, on 710 ESPN LA. It is Bet LA. With you each and every week, getting you ready, heading into, of course, a fun weekend. And we've got a great show lined up for you. I know I say that each and every week just because I think each and every week we do. We've got Tyler and Brian who are producing the show. Gentlemen, gentlemen, good evening. How hello, are hello, you? Hello, hello. Doing good. Hello. Hello, Clarice. Um, <laughs> we've got UCLA and Gonzaga who's going to be kicking off here in just a few minutes, by the way. Um, why don't, why don't, actually, why don't we start right there? I think, I think that's where I need to start, um, in regard to, uh, how I'm, I'm, I'm going to play that. Let's get that, let's get that up and rolling, right? Like, um, and, and so (laughs) I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying desperately to call this up. I had this up on, on, on the daily wager show today. And, um, and now I, I, for the life of me, I can't find it. Anyway, my play here, by the way, is the over. I should, I've been talking about this for, for weeks now. I, I should, I should have this memorized now. So, uh, so right now, UCLA and Gonzaga, they're a pick them. Uh, the over under is 146. I've got the over here in this matchup. Now I have a small lean towards Gonzaga. I, I know UCLA fans don't want to hear that. Um, I just think at some point in time, the injuries, are going to start mounting with Clark uh, amongst others uh, that, that UCLA has been dealing with. I think eventually it's going to rear its ugly head. And Gonzaga is a team that they're just, they're so experienced that they have not been as dominant as they have been the last two years, Uh, but they're still a very, very good team. And I think what's going to happen here is they're going to have to foul the hell out of Timmy. I think Timmy's going to get to the free throw line quite frequently often tonight and and I think Gonzaga is going to find those nook and crannies, the holes in that UCLA defense uh, that they're going to be able to um, put some points on the board. Uh, again, I have no conviction here in regard to who's going to win this. Personally, with all due respect, I've got Gonzaga um, coming out of this matchup, and I've got Gonzaga and UConn facing off against each other in the Elite Eight. So for my bracket, um, I need Gonzaga to win. But financially, I don't have true conviction here in regard to who I think is going to win this game. I think this is a toss-up and hence a big reason why it's a pick with the odds makers. Uh, but again, my, my play here is I do like the over um, in this matchup. Also, Gonzaga, they have their, their defense, 75th ranked defense in efficiency in college basketball. So, uh, again, two folds. Number one, I think Timmy's going to get to the line quite frequently, and he's an excellent free-throw shooter. Uh, number two, uh, I think Gonzaga is going to find those holes that now UCLA has in their defense because of the injuries that they have been experience, uh, experiencing, obviously Clark being one of them. But I don't think that they have been exposed yet with the loss of Clark. 
Um, and, um, and, and also because Gonzaga just doesn't have a great defense. Gentlemen, do you have a dog in this fight? Um, if I, I mean, I have to pick, right? I got to pick between UCLA and Gonzaga. You don't have to. I just, I just said, I just, well, well, I, well let me, let me, re, let me rewind. Do you, are, do you have a bracket? Are you, are you, we, we do you have a bracket? Anita, that you we talked are, about this last week. I don't have a bracket. I, I don't have a bracket. I thought, I don't but, you know. know Brian, I thought maybe you were Brian's lying. Brian's your guy I thought right maybe now. you were lying. Brian, come on. Say Brian's, Bri- Brian's my guy. Yeah, I love UCLA. <laughs> you first, love UCLA tonight? Yeah, I do. That first game they Why? played last week, I think they just dominated the whole game. I like their momentum they got going right now and got to back L.A. Well, considering that we are on in L.A., um, one would say, yes, go Bruins. Um, and, and, um, but, and, and I tell people this all the time, if you're going to wager, if you're going to play fantasy football, anything fantasy, you've got to leave your heart at the door. And I know, you know, Ireland and Mason, they, they make fun of me all the time. This show should be called bet against LA. Let's be honest. The Rams were horrific this season. <laughs> like how many people put money bet on the Rams? I think very few or far between. Um, and, and at times the chargers did struggle, uh, but, but nonetheless, um, you know, because this was a UCLA team coming in without Clark, I think a lot of people underestimated, let, let, let me, let me, let me say this prior to Clark going down, a lot of people, a lot of people had UCLA cutting down those nets and winning this whole damn thing. And sure enough, they very well could. I yeah, just, I think you I think UConn is just so good, and, and and let's get you up to speed on some of the scores out there. UConn just destroyed Arkansas, um, eighty-eight to sixty-five. Um, no surprise there. If you saw me on Daily Wager earlier tonight, uh, UConn was one of my favorite plays. I actually should have made it my best bet. I didn't, but nonetheless, uh, UConn took care of Arkansas, eighty-eight to sixty-five. So now they sit back. And they're waiting to uh, to find out who the winner will be between Gonzaga and UCLA, and that will be their next opponent. If you were uh, anywhere near a TV, uh, probably a lot of you are coming home from work. Uh, maybe you stopped off after work uh, to at some local watering hole just to maybe catch the first game that was Michigan State going up against Kansas State. Let me tell you something. It might have been uh, the best performance possibly top three in the history of the NCAA tournament with Marquise Noel um he was unbelievable 20 points and 19 assists can we just marinate that for a minute 19 assists he had five steals and he had three rebounds so um and and we're talking about a point guard yeah that's really impressive I, I, I like just it's and and like everything he threw up there went went in and there was a period of time where it looked like he had twisted his ankle he he had, he was injured he didn't want to come out he was hobbling around the court he was still making exceptional passes and um and then and then was able to play through it and look phenomenal at the end and got a steal at the end and of course, uh, a layup to seal the deal, and uh, and Kansas won ninety eight to ninety three here at the Garden here in New York. So an unbelievable, like a great, like a, such a good game. And this is a game that went into overtime, by the way. And so Noel was just absolutely phenomenal. 
hands down has to be one of the best players in this tournament. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, uh, you know, the best player in this tournament and he should because his performance has just been, and not just in this game, he's just been so fun to watch throughout the tournament. And he just, he's from Harlem, by the way. So playing with extra swag here in his own backyard, grown, who, who, again, grew up in Harlem. So I'm sure that's any child's dream who grew up here in New York City to play on this type of stage with this game, this type of magnitude at the garden. So, and, and, and he just, he brought it, he brought it. And so, uh, you have to watch the highlights. If you're in your car, you're on your way home, make sure you, you tune into those highlights tonight. It was just really, really an unbelievable performance. So, uh, so Kansas state now advances and they will wait for the winner of FAU and Tennessee. So Kansas State waits, UConn waits. Uh, we're watching Tennessee and, uh, and and FAU play right now, and Tennessee is up twenty-one to fourteen. By the way, uh, this is in live betting. If you could get Tennessee at minus six and a half, I would. I think at the end of the day, Tennessee is going to run away with this. Just my two cents. They're just the better team, uh, top twenty in both offense and defensive efficiency. Uh, they play a very physical game. Um, I, I love this FAU team. They're they're from Boca Raton, Florida. They've got a, a lot of grit. They're feisty. They shoot well. I just think at the end of the day, they're going to get worn down with the physicality of Tennessee, and I think Tennessee is going to run away with this at the end. So that's why right now, if you could lay this at minus 7.5, I would get on it. Also, UCLA and uh, Gonzaga just tipped off. And uh, you've got Gonzaga that, it, that they are up 9-7 to seven right now. Quick break. We come back. Tomir Azarli is going to join us on the program. He covers the Clippers for clutch points. We've got a Clippers-OKC Thunders game that's going to tip off in just about 20 minutes. So he joins me. We talk, about the th- we talk about the matchup with the Thunder. We talk about PG, what's going on with him, how soon will... The Clippers get him back on the court because of the knee injury. And also we look big picture in regard to the West. It is very competitive. It's going to be a fun week and a half, about nine, 10 games remaining in the regular season for a lot of NBA teams as they're jockeying for position in the postseason. So Tomir joins me next to break that all down and to get you ready for that Clippers game. We'll have some bets for you as well. So stay tuned. Anita Marks with you. This is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We're talking NBA because in just a few minutes, uh, the Clippers are tipping off against OKC and the Thunder. They beat him a few days ago. What happens now? Tomir Azarli is joining us. Uh, he is the uh, Clippers beat writer for Clutch Points. So, Tomir, great to have you on uh, on Bet LA. Really appreciate your time tonight. First and foremost, let's let's dive into what is the latest in regard in, in regard to Paul George in that knee issue. Last I'm hearing is that it's going to be two to three weeks before they reevaluate. But in your estimate, you know what, what are you anticipating to happen here? What's the time frame? Yeah, Anita, first of all, thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Um, look, the latest with Paul George is that 
Um, he's got a sprained right knee. Uh, that's what they, the, the MRI results told him uh, as of Wednesday. Uh, he exited the arena on the back of a cart with his leg extended. Um, he then used crutches to get to his car, and they conducted the MRI the following day. Um, right now, I think the, you know the reevaluation is set for sometime between April fifth and April thirteenth. One of those, you know, something between that that period. And uh, you know, it's not expected he'll he'll return any anywhere near that time frame. It's probably going to be another couple weeks at the very minimum uh, because of the you know the, the the gruesome nature of that injury, kind of the ligaments that may have been damaged in there. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of rest and therapy over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then kind of between that time frame, that two to three week time frame, they'll kind of see how his knee is progressing, if at all. Um, you know, I, I think um, surgery at this point may have been ruled out. Uh, I, I can't say that with certainty, but I think that uh, there was some relief with, with some of the MRI results. I know there was some significant concern from those close to George about his injury. So uh, definitely good news on that front. But um, all in all, I think it, it's a bit of a positive uh, spin to the news because of, of, you know, how severe it looked. So. Um, you know, if, if they make a, a push into the playoffs, maybe the second round of the conference finals, we could see Paul George return. Uh, but right now, I think it's just in a, in a wait and see kind of uh, approach with, with Paul George's injury. The game tonight, the Clippers, they're favored by four. The over-under is 232. OKC getting four and a healthier team and a team that has had a lot more success. Also, let's talk about Norman Powell dealing with a shoulder issue as well. Uh, are you expecting him to go tonight? Uh, I'm not expecting Norman Powell to play. He is he has been out. Uh, I don't think he's been upgraded since then. Uh, but he is getting close to a return. He's been going through some very um, rigorous workouts with uh, the Clippers assistant coaches before games, uh, during practices, um, just doing a lot of a lot of one on none or you know one on one, two on two type of action, working up a sweat. Um, he had an injury similar to to, to Steph Curry's in, in the shoulder subluxation. Uh, so they're making sure that he's 100% right and ready to go. Um, before he comes back, and especially with Paul George out now, um, Norman Powell is going to be even more critical for this team. So they want to make sure he's 100% right before they send him back in to play uh, what I presume will be about 28 to 33 minutes a night uh, with PG out. All right, well, let's let's look short-term right now in this game coming up in, in just a few minutes against OKC, and then we'll look big picture here. Uh, and this is a, this is a, a, a Thunders team who they're 7-1 against the spread. Um, they're 19-8-3. As a road dog this season, one of the best records in in the NBA. Believe it or not, in the month of March, they have the fourth best net rating in the NBA. And there's a lot of motivation here. Right now, they're sitting at that seventh spot, and they're only a half a game back to get out of the play-in scenario and potentially sneak into the top six. So there's a lot of motivation here. Their defense has been outstanding. They're holding opponents to 110 points a game. Uh, last time they, ta- they they took on the Clippers just a few nights ago, um, uh, they held them to 19% shooting from behind the arc. So with all that being said, d- d- I don't have a lot of optimism here, Tomir, that, <laughs> that the Clippers are going to win tonight. What say you? How, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, it's rough. I, I think these these two game sets, these mini series that the NBA has scheduled is, is always kind of interesting because I think teams will make adjustments based off the first game, whether they won or lost. So I think it will be interesting. Um, Shea Gildas Alexander is an absolute stud, and I think the Thunder are playing with a lot of uh, a lot of momentum, a lot of force, a lot of the right um, mindset right now. Uh, I think they they just reached 500 again for the first time in a very long time, um, and and they're on the cusp of making not just a play in but the playoffs. Uh, I think they're like a game out of the playoffs. So um, yeah, I, I I think this will be a tough matchup for the Clippers tonight. Um, especially adjusting to playing without uh, Paul George, still without Norman Powell. So um, 
I believe the Clippers could pull this one out, but if I had to guess, I think I think the Thunder will um, will pull this one out because I think that they're playing with, with a different level of um, this is a different level of, of urgency. I want to say uh, right now they're playing with, they're playing with an urgency that they want to make it. They're they're not content being that hey we we've had a solid season. We, you know if we if we exit early it's fine. No, these guys want to make the playoffs. These players are, are determined to show what they're about, and I think we'll see them show it again once again tonight. I, I feel you. Um, I made this my best bet on Daily Wager earlier this evening. Um, you know, I, I, I do like OKC getting the points here, especially without Paul George. And so and so let's look big picture here. Right. Because uh, there's a lot of folks out there, Stephen A. Smith being one of them, that feel that the Clippers are, are just done without Paul George. But one thing we, we, we talked about, I talked about prior to the season starting Tomir was the depth of this team right? Especially at the wing position. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, listen, I, I do believe they get into the playoffs, whether it's in the play-in, uh, whether they've got enough firepower to stay within the top six. Um, but how, just how far do you think this team could go without, without Paul George? Let's just, let's just assume that he's going to be on the shelf for an extended period of time. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the one thing we know is playoff, the playoffs are, almost entirely based on two things in my opinion and that's who has the best player on the court and matchups uh the clippers don't match up with, with teams like uh historically they haven't matched up well with like the grizzlies or the denver nuggets uh but you get a team like the upstart kings who um you know lack some, some of that experience you get a phoenix suns team that's dealing with some injuries and you might be able to escape out of the first round uh without paul george so um you know that's not to say they couldn't beat the Memphis Grizzlies without PG, but I think it's going to be a much taller task uh, doing so. Um, but look, I, I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on on matchups, who they end up getting, where they fall uh, in in that four, five, six race, maybe even the playoff, the, the play in race. So um, I know they've lost a lot of their tiebreakers, so it'll depend on them kind of closing out the regular season on on on, on their terms, winning games, losing games. So um, look, I, I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on matchups, and Kawhi Leonard is going to have to do what. Uh, he hasn't had to do for a long time, and that's kind of carry a team by himself. Uh, for a good portion of, of their tenure together, Kawhi and PG with the Clippers, uh, it's been PG having to carry the load without Kawhi, especially last season um, You know when Kawhi was missing time with the ACL in the 2021 playoffs when Kawhi went, went down with the ACL injury. So uh, this is going to be a bit of a different look here where we look at what, what the Clippers look like with just Kawhi Leonard kind of leading the charge. And again, we haven't even talked about Russell Westbrook, who's been a great addition to this team so far, playing within a very uh, limited, uh, you know, uh, good role for them. Um, is more going to be asked out of him? I think so. And so, like, you know, the, what we've seen with Russell Westbrook is that in a limited role, he's very good. But once he starts getting out of character, as we've seen in the past, he can get a little chaotic. So um, there's there's a lot, a lot of questions to, to be asked and answered about this Clippers team. But uh, regarding your your question about playoffs, I think it'll be very, very uh, matchup dependent. Tomir Azarli joining us now, uh, covering the Clippers for Clutch Points. Make sure you check him out, all things social media and online. And, and looking at where the West standings are right now, uh, the Clippers are sitting at five, only a half a game up on the Golden State Warriors. And not only do you have OKC trying to get after them, uh, the Timberwolves, the Mavs, as well as the Lakers. Um, and then looking at the games, nine games remaining, two at Memphis back to back. And, you know, we can anticipate that Morant will be back with the squad at that point in time. I think they've got a really interesting game uh, against the Lakers and then they end up against Phoenix. I know Phoenix has been struggling without without KD. So just looking at where they stand um, 
in 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 the in the West seating and seeing their remaining nine games, Tomir, what do you think happens here? Do you think they have enough firepower to stay within that top six, or do you think they'll fall into the play-in? Yeah, I think uh, I think they they have a decent enough lead for now. And they lost their tiebreaker to the Timberwolves. They lost their tiebreaker to the Thunder. They lost to the Mavs, and they tied with the Warriors. So like, they understand there's there's a level of urgency where we can't we can't just drop games here. We have to win out. Um, that was the urgency before, and that's the urgency now. So um, I think they finished with the top six seed. I, I want to say they finished with the, with the five seed because uh, teams like the Dallas Mavericks. The Minnesota Timberwolves, the Golden State Warriors, despite having a couple wins here and there, they've still been struggling as well. Uh, you know, they're a game back of the Suns who have also been struggling. So uh, I don't think any of these seeds are set by any means. Uh, but I will say that I think the Clippers end up with a top six seed. Uh, honestly, a team that I'm looking at is the uh, is the Lakers. I really want to see when and if LeBron James can come back because that team has been playing really, really well, led by the guys like, you know, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves of late. So, um, they're also just a game and a half out of the sixth seed. So uh, there's, there's a lot still on the line here, and the Clippers and Lakers play one more time on April 5th. So there's still a lot to be determined. I think the Clippers finish with the top six seed. I think they get it done, uh, secure a playoff spot, but there's just so much up in the air right now, as you can tell. Yeah, you talk about the, the Lakers. Uh, they've won two straight. They beat the Suns the other night, 122 to 111. They have uh, OKC tomorrow, so OKC gets to stay uh, in Tinseltown for one more night. Now, it's really interesting. They're sitting there at 10. Um, they have nine games remaining uh, and, and not a very difficult schedule at all. So I, I know you said you're, you're curious if, if LeBron James comes back. But to me, um, I, I love the moves that the Lakers made at the trade deadline. And I think they have enough firepower with AD to potentially make it into the top six. I, I really do believe that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't disagree with you because they've looked like a brand new team since, since trading Russell Westbrook. It's been, uh, I think, Darvin Ham called it like a breath of fresh air, uh, just just new life into this team. And so you've seen that. Um, look, the, the Lakers have the sixth easiest remaining strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it looks good for them. The one thing I will add, though, is that the OKC Thunder have the fourth easiest remaining strength of schedule and the Mavs have the third, third easiest. So um, they're going to be fighting with teams that are fighting right along with them. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I think the Lakers have a chance to. I, 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 I struggle to see how they get a top six seed, unfortunately, because without LeBron, I think they, they, they've gotten they've gotten away with some games. I think yesterday against Phoenix was a tough one. Devin Booker was playing really well, but Austin River Austin Reeves, excuse me, was, was you know uh, lights out in that fourth quarter. Um, I, I think there's just too much congestion there for them to get a top six seed. Again, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility by any means, uh, but I, I do think they need a lot to go their way. Uh, in order to finish uh, this season with the top six seed. And I think even if they do finish in the play-in tournament, I have, again, if LeBron James comes back, I have a, a pretty good amount of confidence in them that they'll be able to get uh, into the play playoffs by winning their play-in games. So, um, again, a lot of this dependent on LeBron James, and if he can come back. I know there was a report today from uh, ESPN that, you know, he could come back during the final games of the season, and we'll see what happens there. But if he can come back, that would be – massive for them even if LeBron comes back for a play-in game that they they have the I think they have to be the favorites to win those play-in games every time uh Tamir before I let you go it's March Madness and it's happening right before our very eyes um I, I have to ask you in regard to UCLA pretty tough um road still ahead of them right having to get past Gonzaga I do believe UConn beats Arkansas so um 
what are your thoughts? What a what are your thoughts on UCLA and how's your bracket doing? Oh, my bracket is not looking great. I uh, I had Princeton in one of in one of my brackets, but I did not have uh, the rest of the upset. So Princeton is is the one I can kind of say I, I kind of predicted, but the rest of them were all were all terrible. Um, look, I mean UCLA's looked looked really good. I know everyone in town is rooting for them. Uh, I'm rocking my uh, my blue and yellow uh, Nikes to, to games that I'm covering in support of UCLA right now. So um, looking forward to seeing if they can if they can pull something off here. Uh, like you mentioned, they have uh, UCLA, Gonzaga, uh, some really good teams out there like Kansas State. Um, I know Alabama and Houston are also in there. So, like, there's going to be a lot of tough competition. But um, I, I think they, they have a lot of players that have played together for a while with, uh, I think, their, their, their point guard, um, Jaime Hawkins as well. So, like, they, they've been together for a while. So, I think that kind of chemistry, that kind of time together over the years uh, should pay off. It should pay off. So, I'm looking forward to seeing if they can get it done, honestly. I think uh, – the city would love something to cheer about with all this rain that we've had lately. So uh, it would be awesome to see. Tomir, thank you so much for spending time with us on, on Bet LA tonight. Really do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right, folks, like I said, we heard from Tomir, OKC plus four. I know it's not what like what, what Clippers fans want to hear, but that's how I'm rolling tonight. Right here on Bet LA, 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Again, it is Bet LA uh, here on 710 ESPN LA. Thunder and Clippers about to tip off. And like I said, I do like OKC getting the points here. It is now up to five. Uh, the over-under is 231.5. Again, OKC 7-1 and one against the spread their last eight games. They've got the second best record uh, against the spread as a road dog this season of any team. Second best in the NBA. Fourth best net rating in the NBA since March, so a solid month. Uh, their defense, they're only giving up 110 points a game. They beat the Clippers, as we know, the other day. Uh, held them to 19% shooting from uh, from downtown. And, and a lot of motivation here. Motivation for the Clippers as well, but more motivation for the Thunder considering they're in that seventh spot and they're just half a game back uh, to avoid... Uh, and playing in that that play-in. So they're a half a game back to jump in to be in the top six. So a lot of motivation there. As we know, again, uh, the Clippers, we we, we just uh, heard from uh, Tomir, uh, no uh, PG tonight and and no Powell. Still dealing with that shoulder issue. Hopefully he'll be back soon. And and as of late, unfortunately, this Clippers team only shooting 50, 57% from the free throw line. No bueno. So, um, so all those reasons why I am on OKC. Let's get you up to speed on some of the scores as we are in the thick of March Madness. If you're just tuning in, some fun games that took place earlier tonight. UConn demolished Arkansas 88-65. to So now they advance and they wait for the winners of tonight's game between Gonzaga and UCLA. Um, Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Michigan State. And Kansas State, one of the best games I've seen in this tournament, uh, and, and a reason why is Powell uh, from Kansas State just put on an unbelievable performance, uh, arguably probably one of the best performances, top five, top three, I think you could argue, in the history of the NCAA. He was just magnificent. Uh, 20 points, 19 assists, 
five steals. Dude was out of control. Grew up in Harlem. I'm sure all he ever did was dream of playing at the Garden when he was a child. And sure enough, he had the op- that opportunity to do it tonight. And Kansas State beat Mississippi State in overtime, 98-3. to So I was on Michigan State. Um, well, well first, first thing, let me go back. Uh, I laid the points with UConn. Uh, UConn obviously covered. I also had the over in that UConn-Arkansas game. I want to say it was somewhere around 135, 138, the over hit. So it was 2-0 there. Um, I was on Michigan State. I had Michigan State. I got them at plus two, and then the line changed. At kickoff, Michigan State was favored by one. So uh, interesting. Probably some sharp money came in in, in that regard. But nonetheless, uh, Kansas State took care of business, and they did win 98-93. to So now uh, they're sitting back, and, uh, and they're waiting for the winner of this FAU-Tennessee t- game. That is at the half right now, 27-22 Tennessee. Tennessee, I want to say at some point in time, was up by 13, 14 points. It's not the case now. They're in the half, only up by five. Pretty surprising. This is a Tennessee team. Um, and, and by the way, uh, heading into this game, I was all over Tennessee for a number of reasons. Uh, just their physicality alone, uh, pretty, pretty unbelievable. And one thing, somebody asked me, like, what's the one thing that you've seen more than anything in this year's tournament? And what I have loved that I have seen is the fact that the refs are allowing these guys to ball. The refs are allowing these guys to play. Like, none of these ticky-tack fouls that are just ridiculous. Um, Now, did they go overboard in regard to the Tennessee-Duke game? I'm sure folks who had Duke coming out of that that bracket, that region, that, uh, that group... I'm sure feels that way, but, um, but I just, I I think, I think what's going to happen here is Tennessee is so physical. FAU does not have that size. And I think as the game progresses, I I think, I think they're going to wear them down. So, um, that's how I see this playing out. And right now you could get on Tennessee minus six and a half. So I would, I would welcome you to do so. So that, that, that game should be picking up soon. Um, also, You've got UCLA going up against Gonzaga. UCLA, UCLA up 36 to 27, 29, sorry, 36 to 29. So they're up seven points right now with about a little, a little over five minutes left in the first half. Um, so, and, and this, is, this is a good one. I think this is going to come down to the wire as well. And it does look like the over is going to hit. Um, they're on their way to the over hitting here. And, and just to share with you, uh, the over was uh, 145 and a half heading into this matchup. So that's where that stands. Uh, let's, let's do this. I, I, w- I want to take a look. I want to go back to the, to, to the NBA and I want to take a look at some of the standings and, um, and, and look at some of the futures bets that are out there that you can make right now. Okay. Uh, and let's, let's talk about the Lakers because we just got done talking about the Lakers with Tomer and um, and him and I are on the same page. I do like this Lakers team. I had them last night against OKC, and um, and uh, you know they're sitting. They're they're now on the inside looking out in regards to the play-in game. Uh, prior to beating OKC, they were outside looking in. So now um, <clears throat> they're tenth, tied with the Dallas Mavericks uh, in regard to games behind OKC and Minnesota, about a half a game. And then there's the Golden State Warriors, and then there's the Clippers who are going to struggle here. Let's be honest. They are just, if you, if you listen to uh, 
Um, if you listen to uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, he just feels like this 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 Clippers team goes in accordance to how if 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 uh, Paul George is on the court or not. What I find interesting is he- heading into the season, we, we we talked about the depth of this team and the talent on this team. But yes, you know, you're, you're talking about a team that's got the big two and without one of them, obviously, in, in this day and age and the way that the NBA operates, yeah, um, they're not going to do as well. Does it mean that they're going to fall out of the top six? Possibly. There's still quite a few, quite a few games left. Um, and, um, and they, you know, there's, you've got, you've got teams that are one and a half and two games on their coattails. So that is a possibility. And without Paul George, uh, very likely. By the way, right now, you could wager that the Lakers are going to make it into the postseason. And and that, that's at minus 110. So um, I, I love those odds. Especially the way that they're playing right now. And, and what we're hearing is LeBron will be back hopefully sooner than later. So you could wager right now that the Lakers are going to make it to the postseason, they're going to make it into the playoffs at minus one ten. So maybe you're listening to this program right now, and you're not a big you're not a big gambler. Uh, what does that mean? It means that you're laying hundred and ten dollars down to win hundred dollars with the minus. Okay. Now, OKC right now is sitting at eighth. You could wager that OKC is going to make it into the playoffs at plus one sixty. I just shared with you all the reasons why I like OK. I think OK beyond. I think OKC should be should have been favored tonight. Just FYI, especially with no Paul George. But again, I'm not an odds maker. It's above my pay grade. But um, just how how well this OKC team has been playing. Um, what does plus one sixty mean? It means that you're laying hundred and sixty dollars. It means you're laying a hundred dollars to win hundred and sixty dollars, because you've got the plus. Okay, so minus means what you're laying to win per hundred. The plus means what you are receiving once you lay the 100. So um, OKC to make it to the playoffs plus 160. I like both these bets, by the way. I would jump on both these. Here's another one for you. And uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to dive into this. And um, I want you to marinate in this because, uh, by the way, Tyler and, and Brian, I would love for you to chime in on this. Right now, Embiid is favored to win the MVP at minus 170. Oh. For weeks, for months, Jokic was favored I, at, at like minus 400, minus 600. Wow. So again, like I just shared with you, what are you doing there? You're paying $600 to win $100 at minus 600 or minus 400, okay? Now, Embiid is minus 170 and Jokic is plus 230. Wow, How do you feel about that? That's a crazy flip. My goodness. I know. I know. So we'll dive into that when we get back. Um, also, we'll take a look at the, the, the East and the West. What are the odds right now for them to win a championship in regard to um, how that's aligning? Uh, we'll dive into that next, and, and we'll keep you posted. Uh, March Madness, full effect. Uh, FAU and Tennessee coming out of the locker room. They're getting ready for that second half to start. And, uh, and you've got UCLA up on Gonzaga, 40 to 31. They're up nine points right now in a commercial break. So still a lot more coming your way. You're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. 
This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Ben L.A. Anita Marks with you here on this uh, Thursday night. FAU in Tennessee uh, getting right back at it. Coming out of that locker room, Tennessee's up 27 to 22. Um, you can wager, live wager this right now, Tennessee minus six and a half. And like I said, uh, I would jump on that. Tennessee really physical. I think they're going to wear FAU down as the game continues. UCLA looking real good right now. Uh, they're up 43-31, about a minute and 20 seconds left in the first half. Um Gonzaga is just—they just can't hit anything. They're offensively, they've been struggling. However, the over is looking really good, and that was my play tonight in this game. Over one forty-five and a half. Uh, did not have true conviction with one side or an, or the other. Uh, has I picked Gonzaga in my bracket, but in regard to wagering, was on the over in that matchup. So we'll see how that plays out. And and again, um, you've got a UConn team that just destroyed Arkansas, eighty-eight to sixty-five, and KSU, Kansas State, uh, took care of uh, Michigan State in overtime. One of the best games I think so far we've seen uh, in in this tournament. 98 to 93. We went to the break and I shared with you guys the switch here that has happened in regard to Embiid and in, in Jokic uh, in regard to the uh, the MVP standings. Here's the thing, guys, and, and I'd love for you. We've got Tyler and Brian who are producing the show. So here's the thing. Just a, a week ago, two weeks ago, Jokic was favored like minus 400, minus 600 to win the MVP. What has happened? What's changed as to why now Embiid is favored at minus 170 and Jokic is plus 230? This is what's happened. Um, And let me preface by saying both these dudes are deserving of winning the MVP. Uh, Jokic has 27 triple-doubles on the season. He's averaging 63% from the field, 40% from downtown. Embiid is shooting 65% from the field, 37% from downtown. Here's what the difference is. The 76ers have won eight straight. And Embiid has nine games where he has put up 30 points or more. But here's Jokic, each and every night, he's like he's like one assist away from a triple-double or one rebound away from a triple-double. Is one assist or one rebound the difference between the Nets winning or losing? No. And this is a team sport. But... You know, uh, this this is this is the way the cookie crumbles. Unfortunately for Jokic, um, you know, here here's something really interesting. Mark your calendars, guys. March twenty seventh, the Seventy Sixers take on the Nuggets. Could that team? Could that game? And and depending on whether or not who balls out better, decide have have the writers decide who's going to win the MVP. It very well could be. You know, this is a team sport, but at the same time, I think everybody's going to be looking, all right, who outperforms the other on that game, March 27th. And it's taking place in Denver, by the way. So that's going to be a good one. Here's another one for you. I I think, I also think like the writers, I don't think they look at Embiid. I, I mean, I should say not Embiid. They don't look at Jokic and say, oh, he's deserving of being in the realm of a Larry Bird 
or a Wilt Chamberlain or a Bill Russell. So I think I think the writers are apprehensive in in voting for Jokic to win the MVP for the third year because they don't feel that he should be in that category. How do you feel about that? I, I think my question. So so I I think I think that's I think that's going against I can think that's going against Jokic. So I think there's a number of things here. What say you, Tyler? Well, my question to you is regarding there's this there's this constant. Um, shadow being cast on players in sports right now where the question's always being asked does this player belong in this category does this player belong among these legends my question to you is how do you how do you feel about the writers basing their decisions off of where a player might end up landing among legends within an individual season's record like the example you just gave, Jokic being among Russell and Larry Bird. The, in the grand scheme of things, if Jokic is having a tremendous three-year run and he ends up you know, winning, let's, this is obviously hypothetical, but if he ends up winning back-to-back-to-back MVPs, yes, it might put him among other legends, but if the man's on a three-year tear, I don't really feel like, and this is obviously my opinion, I don't really feel like it should matter who he's among once he's given the award. What should matter is, how did he perform in that three-year span? Was he untouchable? Was he legendary? And that alone should decide whether or not he deserves to be among the people who are deemed legends in the game. So what say you? Yeah. I, listen, I, you know, I, my mom, you know, I'm, I'm going to quote my mom. Sweetheart, life isn't fair. She has said that to me time and time again. Mom, this isn't fair. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Why? This is not fair. Well, sweetheart, life isn't fair. I get that a lot. And, and I think this is that situation. Again, I, you know, look, just do yourself a service. If, if, if this is a conversation, if this is something, you know, our listeners out there, you want to do a deeper dive into, go online. Just look at, look at Jokic numbers seriously he's got 27 triple doubles this season but the but the nights that he doesn't have a triple double it's one assist it's one rebound it's 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 insane it's insane um yeah i just don't i don't know how we expect to grow the sport across the board how we expect to grow the game of basketball how we expect to grow the game of baseball if we're constantly referring back to the olden days, if you will, and holding the players nowadays to those same standards when the games we're witnessing before our very own eyes are ever-changing on a seasonal basis. No, I I, I hear you. Um, And and here's another thing. We're talking about an individual award, but we're basing it now as to why the swing has happened for Embiid because his team has won eight straight. Even honestly, oh. that makes it even worse. Okay, I, I mean that's and, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, listen, and like I said, Embiid is very deserving. I'm not saying Embiid is not deserving. He's very deserving. But a, 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 to me, two things that are driving this this immense swing. 
one, the 76ers have won eight straight. And number two, uh, the, the, those that are in power that are going to vote, I feel will, will swing towards not voting for Jokic. If it is close, if Giannis is close, if any other player is close, because they don't want to put him in the, in the circle of Larry Wilton bill. Yeah. And so there's all these factors that unfortunately are going to be going up against Jokic. It's not fair, but it is what it is, what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got a UCLA and Gonzaga game that is at the half. They're in the locker room and Gonzaga's uh, going to have to come back and, and do something because they're down by 13. UCLA is up 46 to 33. Uh, this is a uh, Tennessee FAU game, and this is getting close, too close for comfort for me, considering I have Tennessee coming out of this this region. Um, but Tennessee is up 35 to 32 right now. And uh, FAU, man, they are feisty. I'm telling you, they are a feisty team. Uh, we'll see just how physical this game potentially could get and, and if the refs allow it to play out that way. I know the refs got uh, just really destroyed for the way that they called the Tennessee Duke game. So we'll see. Does that change here? Does that have anything to do um, with the outcome of this game? We'll see. Uh, when we come back, we're going to kick off our number two. And Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com, uh, joins me on the program. We do a deep dive into tomorrow's matchups, getting you ready, how to wager, how to prepare um, for the four games on tap tomorrow night, on Friday night. Next here on 710 ESPN LA.